Welcome back to the Adam Schefter Podcast as we are now in the mini camp portion of the football season, June, with teams getting ready to wrap up their off-season programs, shut down their training facilities, and begin to look ahead to training camp. And joining us today will be the Vikings now, as we record this, backup running back Alexander Madison, a third-round pick in 2019 at a Boise State who's played all four years of his career so far with the Vikings, and this offseason re-signed with Minnesota on a two-year, $7 million contract. He's the backup now, but he may not be the backup much longer. There continues to be speculation regarding Dalvin Cook's future in Minnesota. It's gone on all through the offseason. There have been trade discussions that have occurred with other teams. Minnesota clearly is thinking about moving in a different direction. And at this point, as we record this on Tuesday afternoon, it seems like the Vikings are willing for the time being to hold on to him with the hope that they could somehow find a trade partner. But that has been very difficult to do with teams thinking that the Vikings eventually are going to have to release Dalvin Cook. Now, if they release him, they owe him $2 million automatically. As it is, he's currently scheduled to make $10.4 million. Everybody's been waiting for the Miami Dolphins to make a move. The Denver Broncos certainly could use a running back. The Dallas Cowboys still could be in the market, having released Ezekiel Elliott earlier this offseason. There are certainly some teams that could use Dalvin Cook, who's a dynamic playmaker, who is said to be 100% recovered from the off-season labrum surgery that he had in his shoulder, which has been a problem for him in recent years, but he is said to be healthy. And if the Vikings do move on from him, he then would become a free agent, able to choose where he wanted to go. He's been training in South Florida. A lot of people think the Dolphins would be logical. I think there's some other options out there that do not make the Dolphins an automatic if and when the Vikings were to release Dalvin Cook. But it's really about cash dollars and where Minnesota wants to allocate its money. And right now, it doesn't seem like Dalvin Cook is in the Vikings' long-range plans, which takes us back to Alexander Madison, the running back who will be joining us on the podcast today. Some other questions about some other key players. Jimmy Garoppolo had the foot surgery in March. Now, I'm told that he is going to be ready to go at some point this summer, earlier rather than later sooner rather than later. So he might be ready for the start of camp. He might be ready shortly thereafter. He certainly is being counted on to play this summer and to be ready on opening day. And despite the fact that a lot of people were alarmed and concerned about that foot surgery and wondered when he might be available, he is expected to be the Raiders quarterback on opening day, barring some sort of setback at this point that nobody is expecting. They did put the injury waiver in. That's fairly standard for a free agent. The Raiders are not concerned. Garoppolo is on track, and it looks like for the time being, all systems go there. They'll continue to wait for him to get better, but should not be an issue for this summer. We continue to wait for a home for DeAndre Hopkins. And again, we said on this podcast last week that Kansas City would make the most sense. I haven't heard anything that makes me change my mind. Now, the issue there is that the Chiefs don't have a lot of money. They recently paid offensive tackle Donovan Smith. They have to redo the contract of Chris Jones at some point here in the coming weeks. 
They have to address Patrick Mahomes, who's got nine years left on a contract that already has left him underpaid, despite the fact that he might be the best player in the entire National Football League. And so if and when they can get more cap flexibility from Chris Jones, maybe even Patrick Mahomes, then at that point in time, maybe it puts the Chiefs in a little bit better of a position to go make a move for DeAndre Hopkins. But right now, the market for Hopkins seems to be soft. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's a soft market where fans are really curious about where he's going to go. And teams are proceeding right now very slowly because they don't have a lot of cap space or they don't have the need. So DeAndre Hopkins is sitting out there and looks like he'll be sitting out there for a little while longer. All right. Alexander Madison is sitting out there waiting to hear a resolution about what happens with Dalvin Cook. And if and when the Vikings do move on, Madison is going to become a focal point of the Vikings offense this season. We had a chance to catch up with him this week during OTAs. And without further ado, Alexander Madison. Alexander, thank you very much for the time. Much appreciated. How have OTAs been going so far? Uh, they've been good. Really good, actually. Um, the team is really coming together. Uh, I think the defense is looking amazing with B-Flow over there going crazy. Um, and then, you know, just year two in this offense, everybody's taking ownership. And it's looking a lot better than uh, even just ending off the year last year. We're just picking up right on the on the same foot and we've adjusted what we need to and it's looking great. You mentioned B-Flow, meaning Brian Flores, your new defensive coordinator. And the defense yeah. looking amazing. What has been the biggest difference that he's brought to that unit that has impressed you so much? Um, whew. I'd say the the energy, um, the aggressiveness. Um, they're flying around and they're making it confusing for the the offense uh, to really diagnose if they're blitzing, if they're not, um, and then just you know their coverages uh, are looking real good. Just the way that the, those guys are dropping. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's really fast paced and really intense. Now, what was this offseason like for you becoming a free agent for the first time and having the option of going wherever you wanted, but choosing to come back to Minnesota? It was, um, it was, it was a pretty much an emotional roller coaster for, uh, for a good week uh, when things really started getting kicking it, uh, kicking and going. It's just simply because, you know, the unknown. You don't know where you're going to end up, uh, you don't know who's interested all the way because guys aren't trying to show their hand. Uh, so it was a pretty uh, crazy uh, first time in the free agency for me, but uh, I'm, I'm glad everything worked out how it needed to. Were there any other teams that expressed a serious interest that you considered visiting, signing with before returning to Minnesota on a two-year, $7 million contract? Um. There were some that were showing interest, um, none that were entertaining enough for me to to want to take take a, a swing at it. Actually, so um, you know, the, the, we had some great talks with uh, the Lions, um, but on, on the other side, you know, as it, it, it was kind of one of those things I was battling where my heart was with that one. Uh, but you know, there was. There was definitely some good talks with some teams. It's just uh, Minnesota really just showed that they really believed in me, um, and they presented an offer that was hard to turn down. It was hard to imagine yourself as a Detroit Lion, Alexander? 
Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> what was it about Minnesota that appealed so much that made you want to go back there? Really, I mean, I, I think I got spoiled coming here, uh, getting drafted here, because uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And I love just the, the staff that we have, the locker room that we have. Um, it's just really an amazing place to be as a player. This organization is just really top tier. Um, and then, of course, I just I, I love the scheme and, and what Kevin has going on on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Coach Kale really just is is dialing up a great offense that's going to be well balanced. And um, I'm excited to see what it looks like this year um, when we go finally get to get into live action. And we're going to talk about that offense, but I want to go back to the free agency part of this because running backs continually get the short end of the stick, it seems like. From your perspective, what is it like to see other some of these other positions get paid and paid handsomely while it is difficult for a running back to get the value for the value that he brings to that particular team? Uh, not going to lie. It is, it is one of those things where it hits you a little bit um, just because, you know, you understand what you bring to an offense. You understand uh, what it takes to be in this position, you know, as a running back, there's a lot that we have to do and a lot of value that we bring to the offense, I believe. Um, and just to see it kind of be devalued, um, it is one of those things where it just kind of motivates me to make sure I bring that value back to the position, uh, be one of those guys to try and bring some value back to this position because I, I have seen that it has been undervalued and um, I think that I think that we should be valued more. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're taping this Tuesday afternoon, right? Saquon Barkley hasn't gotten paid yet. Tony Pollard hasn't gotten paid yet. Josh Jacobs hasn't gotten paid yet. 
There are questions about your teammate, Dalvin Cook, about whether he's going to get paid in Minnesota or whether he's going to get paid elsewhere. And it just seems like it's been so hard for running backs to raise the bar at that position, whereas other positions have gotten the bar raised. So what is it going to take to get that done, Alexander, one day? Um, I don't know. Um, I think it might be just something that we have to just continue to show. I mean, we, I feel like we've, we've shown it as a group. You know, I'm speaking for the group here. Um, running backs have shown to, you know, be not only great runners with the ball in our hand, but, you know, we have to protect the quarterback. We have to catch the ball at the backfield. Um, even some backs you see are throwing the ball. So uh, just as much as these receivers are, are versatile and, and everything, I think the, the running back, room adds value and I think um, it might be just a matter of time before uh, the attention is back on the running back room but I think uh, once we put together some good gears I know there's a lot of hungry backs especially those guys that you mentioned um, two of them which are my class and I think there's a lot of hungry backs out there that are are, are hungry to prove that uh, we do bring value. Is there one back in the game today a younger guy that impresses you that people don't talk about as much who should be getting more attention you talk about some of the backs from your draft class I'm just curious there's a guy that stands out to you who impresses you with his skill set that jumps out that you think has star potential in this league? Um, it's a great question. Not off the top of my head. Uh, I'm thinking young backs. Uh, it's funny because half the guys that I'm finally the older guy in the room, but half the guys are my age coming out. Uh, I, I definitely say a guy that I came in with, uh, Tony Pollard, um, he, he's he made a lot of noise last year yeah. and the past couple of years has been making plays here and there, especially uh, on special teams as a returner as well. But I think he really has a lot of star potential out the backfield. And um, I'm glad to see him getting his uh, notoriety. I think it'll be a big year for him. And you've been around for a while. You're 24 years old. You're going to turn 25 on June 19th. So happy birthday in advance, Alexander. Happy, happy 25th birthday. We do have any big 25th birthday celebrations planned for June 19th. No, not yet. Um, not sure exactly what I'll do, actually. I, I, I like to kind of keep it chill, do something with the family. So it'll probably be one of those days to do something with the family, maybe go out to dinner or something. And, uh, you know, I got my, my nine-month-old daughter who uh, who brings me a lot of joy. So probably just be a lot of kicking back and spending time with her. So you're a girl dad. Yeah, yeah, I am. What's that like? Oh, it's awesome. Uh I love it. I think I think she opened up a, a little door in my heart that I didn't know I had. <laughs> How's that? It's I, when you just when you look at them, um, you look at their face, see their smile, hear them laugh, uh, hearing her babble now. She's just just growing too fast for me, and I, I think that she's just pulling on my heartstrings. And I definitely, uh, when they say that your heart and your wallet belong to your daughter, when you have her. I think it's very true. When I had a daughter, somebody told me, your son is your son until he takes a wife. Your daughter's your daughter the rest of your life. Amen to that. <laughs> and that's true. And let me also say that not only did I get told that expression, but people said, save every moment, watch how fast it goes. And to that point, it feels like my daughter was born a year or two ago and she's graduating from junior high school Thursday this week and getting ready to be a freshman in high school. So I'm just wow. telling you, Alexander, it goes really quick. Enjoy it. It's nine months now. It'll be nine years soon enough. And then she'll be 
doing some graduations and moving on and moving on, but she'll always be yours. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's that's very touching to hear. It's oh man, it's a journey already. So I'm excited for these years to come. Uh, you mentioned your coach Kevin O'Connell, and this will be the first time in your career, your NFL career, where you have the same play caller and offensive coordinator, Wes Phillips, for consecutive seasons. Does having that type of continuity mean anything to you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, as I mentioned, you know, going into year two of this offense, it feels uh, it, it feels way better, um, hmm. honestly, having to learn something new, but just put pieces on top of the ones we already have put together. Um, and then understanding where we could have been better last year, um, understanding where there are our faults and where our strengths are and, and just feeding into uh, where our strengths are and, and getting our, our faults a little bit better. It's something that I'm able to do. Um, you know, like you said, for the first year, really look at it. And I can look back at my tape. I can look back at the running back room uh, tape that we have and see where we need to improve and see where we can do things a lot better and we can add to that. So I think it's, it's so much better to be able to just add to instead of kind of going back to square one. Now, Justin Jefferson had some incredible numbers last year, every year, I guess, through his three seasons in the NFL. What stands out to you about his play, Alexander? I, I, I always tell people he is one of a kind in the way he's able to control his body. I think that is something that separates him. He has extremely great body control. Uh, in and out of his routes and uh, up in the air trying to catch a ball. Uh, his body control, I think, is unbelievable, and I think that helps him out a lot. Did you see it right away when he came in? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. He showed he showed that right away. Um, definitely not to the extent that he is now, but I, you could tell right away that he was special. He just didn't know how special he was yet. Now he knows. Yeah. Oh, he definitely knows. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna get and he's gonna get paid like that too this off season at some point, we would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Right? And you drafted Jordan Addison in the first round. Have you seen anything from him early on through OTAs that make him stand out? Honestly, he hasn't uh been out there much. Uh, I think he's dealing with a little bit of uh a strain or something somewhere. I I'm not exactly sure, but um I mean he he's confident. And yeah. what he can do, confident that when he gets on that field, he's going to be right. He's out there with a football in his hand every day on the side, just taking it in. So uh, I have no doubts that he'll be uh, he'll be ready to roll, and he can show us exactly what he's made of. And the one guy I didn't ask you about in your offense, Dalvin Cook. What stands out about his skill set before we venture into this a little bit? Um, he he's a super t- quick twitch, uh, very strong runner. And I think he just he just knows the game. He knows football. He's a, a football player, one of those guys that just you give him a helmet and give him a ball and he's going to make plays. He's a, a the definition of a playmaker. So, you know, being in the backfield with him, sharing the backfield with him, I've been able to pick up on and, and learn from him. And I joke with him all the time and uh, we joke with each other, just kind of like learning, like, bro, how do you do that? Bro, how do you do that? And so. Um, I just love love watching how he plays and, and trying to use whatever I can see in his game that I can uh, add to mine. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's just, like I said, the definition of a playmaker. If you had to be the lead guy, the primary back, the workhorse, 
How would you feel about that, Alexander? I feel good. I feel great about that. I think um, I've shown over the years that I'm capable of doing so. And uh, I just, you know, every time that, that I get on, get on the field, get in the game, uh, it's one of those things where you just – it's hard to get in the groove when you're coming off the bench, mm-hmm. um, as you might say. And uh, I think being in there, um, I've shown the games that I've started uh, that uh, I'm all, all around back, all down back. So I, I feel confident in what I can do. And, uh, you know, when, it, when it's my time, I'll be able to show that. Your time. How aware are you of the noise that's out there? Regarding the speculation that Dalvin's not going to be there, yeah, I'm I'm pretty aware. Um, I mean, you know, it's one of those things you don't know. Uh, this business is is a big question mark sometimes. Uh, so really, don't know what the situation is like. What is what's going on uh, with that? But you know, I, I love Dalvin, and uh, you know, talk to him all the time. He's just just trying to you know see what what's happening. But because of that. Does that affect your mindset and how you approach the upcoming season in any kind of way? Because I think most people believe, and it's been reported, that they think he's going to be moving on somewhere at some point. We don't know when. We don't know how. But that he'll be moving on. And if and when that does happen, you become that guy. Does that impact the way you approach the offseason in any way? Uh, no. Um, honestly, you know, when I, when I signed back, I knew – um, you know, I, I knew what type of time it was. I knew mentally where I was going to have to be. Um, and so I, I kind of have been carrying that mentality this this whole offseason training, um, understanding uh, what my role is potentially going to be. And, you know, everything else is going to work out how it needs to work out. Um, you know, God is, is going to make sure everybody's good uh, where they need to be. So uh, I, I don't really think about it too much. I've just been attacking this offseason, attacking OTAs. Uh, with the same mindset, and uh, yeah, that's how I'm going to just continue to just keep preparing. And we both agree he's an incredible player, and you've loved having him as a teammate. But if I were to say to you right now, Alexander, Dalvin's not going to be there. He's gone. The team just released him or traded him or moved on from him. What would go through your mind knowing that you wouldn't be playing with him this upcoming season? That's probably the the only... Uh... The only pill to swallow, the hardest pill to swallow is just, you know, being in the backfield. We all, man, we, we love each other uh, like brothers. You know, we have our group chats. We have our group FaceTimes. We uh, we love each other. And I think that's probably the hardest thing is like, you know, sharing the backfield with him for four years. I wish I could do it my entire career. But uh, obviously, uh, that's also not what I wish, you know, from a, from a standpoint of understanding what, what my dreams and aspirations are. Um but I, I want the best for him, um, regardless of the situation. I want the best for him. So, um, you know, whatever that is, uh, I'm going to be just excited for him, whatever it is, however it plays out. And, you know, if, if we share the backfield again, like I, I told him my second year, third year, you know, I, I hope we can play together forever. But uh, we just both realistically understood that, you know, that might come to an end. Because it's interesting, if it does come to an end, as many people have speculated at some point this offseason – there would be a personal and professional meaning to you. Personally, be losing a guy that you've worked with for four years who you've enjoyed being in the running back room with. And on the other hand, professionally speaking, it would give you added responsibility. There would be a lot to process if and when that does happen, but that's the way that this sport always has been 
and always will be, and it will probably happen, I think, again, at some point this offseason, and there'll be a lot for you to have to process, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'll make sure that uh, for my own mental health, I process those things uh, properly and, and make sure that, you know, whatever happens, I'm in the right mindset. And, uh, you know, like I said, I wish the best for him. Um, I want, you know, I, I'm I'm 100% in this preparing, like I said, the, the right way and making sure that I'm, I'm ready for whatever the situation may be. And if you are the number one back in Minnesota this season, if you are, and I understand you don't want it that way, but we're going to skip ahead a little bit and play the hypothetical game. If you are the number one back, what would people see from you this season? Uh, just, you know, the the multiple sides of me that um, I feel like I haven't been able to show enough. Um, the the fact that I can be a, third down, a three down back, the aggressiveness, uh, the downhill fast and physical mindset that I carry with myself. Uh, you know, I run with violence and uh, I hope that I can just be able to show that even more. People haven't seen that you were a three down back yet, Alexander? Um, no, I, I believe I believe I've shown that I'm capable of doing so. Uh, but, you know, you can only you can only credit yourself so much um, with with the starts that I've had uh, playing a full game. And uh, I just think, I guess, uh, with myself, I always feel like I have more to prove. So. Uh, that's kind of where that mindset comes from. I think I just have to, you know, show it even more. Hey, Alexander, I really appreciate taking some time today. Lots of luck this coming season. Enjoy your 25th birthday on June 19th and enjoy the last downtime here before we get started at training camp next month. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Alexander. Have a great day. And so there is the man that is expected to be at some point here, the next starting running back for the Minnesota Vikings, Alexander Madison. We thank him for his time. Now, there is one little pending issue that remains out there that has not been addressed, and that is, who is doing hard knocks this summer? And this is something that I'm always interested in because, to me, it is an unofficial start of the football season, getting to watch a team report to training camp and go through the weekly drills on each week's episode on hard knocks. And if we think back to last year, the NFL awarded, if we can use that phrase, awarded hard knocks to the Detroit Lions at the owners' meetings in March. In March. So we are now into June and don't have a verdict yet as to who is on hard knocks. And I think there's probably some factors involved and some explanations as to why there hasn't been a team. But the four teams, due to their lack of postseason advancement that are eligible for hard knocks right now are the New York Jets, who definitely don't want to do hard knocks, the Chicago Bears, the New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders, who are going through an ownership change right now. Now, again, the Jets, I don't think, have any interest in doing hard knocks. And so the league probably would love for Aaron Rodgers to be featured on the show. I don't think the Jets have any interest or want to do that. So We'll say that unless they're ordered to do it, I don't think they're a viable candidate. That leaves us with the Bears, Saints, and Commanders. The Commanders have to be the most interesting, but I don't know how that works because who signs off on it right now? Daniel Snyder's in the process of selling the team. Josh Harris is in the process of buying it. He doesn't own it yet. Can he authorize the fact that his potential new team for $6.05 billion is going to be on hard knocks? That's a little bit of a weird situation. And that may be 
why we are into the first week in June and still don't know who's going to be on hard knocks. Now, yes, last year, the decision came especially early, but this is especially late. And usually we have it decided by now. And usually NFL Films, which does such a tremendous job, is already in motion, gearing up for the upcoming season of Hard Knocks. And they can't do that yet because there hasn't been a team selected. So I would think here in the coming days or weeks, we should hear something about where Hard Knocks is going to go. And maybe it has something to do with the unresolved Washington ownership situation that if that somehow can come to a head, maybe that might skid the grease the skids for the commanders to be this year's entry as a hard Knox participant. We'll see how that works. All right. I want to thank Alexander Madison for his time this week. I want to thank my great producer, Christina Buswell, for putting this podcast together. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. Please join us again next week for a special Father's Day edition of the Adam Schefter podcast, when we'll be joined by the great broadcasters, Ian Eagle and his son, Noah Eagle. They'll be in this space next week. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Be well and stay safe.